Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey there, and thanks again for joining us for Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler. The Cap, along with the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezicki. We're talking about grace giving this week. We, uh, I don't, I don't want to say we got sidetracked. We were talking about grace giving last week, but we didn't get into what we had intended as far as some Bible verses. So we're going to do that this week. And maybe, just maybe give you a perspective on some things. Uh, not trying to tell you how to think. Just trying to give you a perspective on some things that, in a way that maybe you hadn't thought of before. So I'm looking forward to it. How about you, Joel? No, oh, yeah, me too. That's the beautiful thing about just having a conversation, you know, like this, is that no one's trying to tell anybody what to think or how much to give or how to give or what to give. We're just having a conversation here, and uh, we're thankful that you're along with us. And if the stuff we say resonates with you, well, that's great. And if not, well, then that's great too, because if you agree with everything that we say here, you're probably in pretty big trouble because, <laughs> because we're just two ordinary average guys who don't have all the answers. I don't always dot all my I's, don't have all my T's crossed, and I have a lot of rough edges myself in life. And that's all right. We're just uh, we're just getting along, and, and we're, we're more than getting along, of course, because God's grace is so deep and so rich and so powerful uh, that even through, even though we don't have all the answers, don't know everything, probably the more answers we have, the more questions we end up having, that's great uh, because our sufficiency isn't in having all the right answers, but it's in the person of Jesus Christ. It's in God himself. And so here we are just, just talking out this grace life, man. So, so what you're saying is not only do we not have uh, all the answers, to, to, to the questions. We don't even have all the questions to the answers oh, yet. Man. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's more questions. There's always <laughs> more questions. And I think that's a sign of maturity, too, a person who asks more questions than they give answers. And, I, and I'm not just saying that either. I think that's probably true. Yeah, it could be. could be, Joel. Uh, I, I know I... Grace has definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things. You know, on things that I used to be pretty dogmatic about, Sometimes I just put things on the shelf and leave them there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, uh, we were talking last week about just examples. Uh, you know, I gave a couple, of, a few examples of, of how we can't just arbitrarily pick a, a certain number of or percentage of, of what a person should give. And I, I had thought of another example, and this is not a very ordinary one necessarily. Well, yeah, it's not an ordinary one. But, Cap, you remember um, Rich Mullins? You know the Christian singer, sure, um, awesome God. Yeah, our God is an awesome God, and and uh, Creed, and so many other great things. He in 1997, uh, in September 97, he was in a car accident and and died. Well, I had uh, watched a video uh, where people were talking about Rich's life. Somebody had asked Rich how much he gave away, how much he, of his money he donated uh, to other people, to various causes and rich said i don't know he said he, he just he didn't even know and you know what you know what do you mean you don't know and i can't relay the the story perfectly but you know rich is he's a he was an artist a singer a songwriter and songwriters in christian music don't necessarily get really really rich like millionaires but they can make a lot of money especially when they sell songs like rich some of rich's songs were, were pretty big sellers were, were pretty big hits but 
Anyway, however much money Rich made, he said what what happened was there is this board of elders somewhere. They found out what the median income in the United States was for any given year. And this particular year they were talking about the median income was $24,600 that year. So Rich said that's the income he received. Everything else was donated to charities, was donated to other things. I know that Rich had a passion for American Indians. He liked teaching music to them, and, and I think a lot of the money went to that. And whatever they had decided to give the money to. But So there's Rich making $24,600, yet making, you know, from royalties and everything, he probably made a whole lot more money than that. But he he never saw any of it. He didn't care. He just wanted to give the rest of it away. And so, anyway, I thought that was a pretty neat story. And and, and again, that's we're not saying that's for everybody. It's just one example of of uh, giving with one particular Christian. Yeah, and and that was that was his passion. That was his heart. And maybe that's why God nicknamed him uh, nicknamed him Rich. <laughs> you know what? Because his real name is Wayne. Really? Yep. Let's see, there you have it. He, his middle name might have been Richard or something like that, but. When he got into the Christian music world, they wanted to call him Rich. He said all his friends called him Wayne because that was his name, but in the Christian music world, they called him Rich Mullins. Interesting. Yeah, maybe yeah. it had a better ring to it. I don't maybe, know. But, uh, maybe so. Um, hey, Joel, in Second Corinthians chapter 9, I, I think it's sort of a cornerstone verse when it comes to the subject we're talking about with giving under this new covenant. Uh, I'm going to read this verse, and then we're going to talk about maybe some things before the verse and some things after it. Paul said, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. That's, that's sort of a, a guideline for, for giving under, under the new covenant as opposed to the old that we've talked about over the past month or so. Some interesting things to point out here in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. First of all, as we, we don't have to read every verse here, but as we start out, Looking at the first part of chapter 9, 2 Corinthians, Paul is talking to the church, to, to believers, about supplying needs for other believers, for other people. And so I think that's an important thing to understand as we go through this chapter. I mean, yeah, because, um, it, you know, Paul talks, <laughs> he talks about reaping and, you know, sowing and reaping here. He talks about that. But again, as we've talked about many times on this program, look at what he's talking about. Who is he talking to? What's he saying? What's his overall point? And again, we have to go beyond just picking out one or two verses. And, and as you say, Cap, he's talking to people about supplying the needs for other people. So he says, um, but this I say, who, who, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And so what people do, they pick out that verse and they go, oh, you know what, if I give, if I sow a lot of money, or if I sow a lot of material things, then God will, you know, I'll reap many material blessings, many many uh, financial blessings. But again, let's look at this in in the context of what he's saying. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Well, what is it that's being sown? And most importantly here, what is it that's being reaped? What's the benefit here? Again, the benefit is what happens to the, the people that are being ministered to. If you will sow bountifully to help other people, to minister to the other saints, then they will reap bountifully. You know, you'll see good things come out of that for the other people. This isn't a selfish type of thing. He's not saying sow 
sow your seed, you know, sow your finance, finances so that you can reap some good things out of that from God. No, he's saying, be generous to other people so that they will reap many good things. Yeah, and, and again, going back to the, the first part of the chapter, Paul is saying, look, I want to write to you about this because you, you believers there, you have made a plan to provide a gift to other believers. And so he goes on to talk about that. But he, he says, I, I want to make sure that this is still going to happen. I'm sending some, brother, some brothers over to you, lest our pride in you should be made an empty boast in this particular case, so that you may be all ready, as I told them you would be, lest if any of the Macedonians should come with me and find you unprepared for this generosity, we, to say nothing of yourselves, would be humiliated for our being so confident. So they had planned on giving, Joel, to others. They, they were going to minister to others. To minister, just it means to serve. So there could have been even uh, multiple things that were being given here besides just money. But yeah, what you were talking about there, uh, again, there's a, uh, where do I start here? Mm-hmm. Look, uh, well, let me jump down to verse 8 here in chapter 9. God is able, I'm going to read out of the Amplified here. God is able to make all grace Every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. God's grace is able to supply us with an abundance and the ability to be able to provide to others. I'm not just talking dollars. That can be a part of it. There's a lot of different things and a lot of different ways that you can give. It doesn't just have to be materially. But, but again, it's, it's giving in general. God's grace supplies us with that to those, I believe, who are able to receive it. Okay, mm-hmm. It's a gift. It, nothing you have to do to earn it. It's just something that uh, I believe we inherit as part of our new nature. And that desire to give is built into us as well. But going back to what you were talking about, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly, and he who sows generously and that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. A lot of people have twisted this around a little bit to say, well, if I, if I sow money, if I plant money, the more I plant, the more I'm going to get. <laughs> and uh, that's not what he's saying here. He simply he goes on to say this, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully, out of the Amplified here, or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, a giver, uh, a giver whose heart is in his giving. Not giving out of compulsion. Joe, I looked that word up. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. That word compulsion, it implies an irresistible, persistent impulse to perform an act or a work. That's not what real New Covenant giving is supposed to be. It should be just because you want to. It's a part of who you are now in Christ. I think the point we're trying to make here is the fruits of your righteousness. In fact, I think Paul even goes on to talk about that. He who gives to the poor, his deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. God who provides seed for the sower, first of all, it's just God who provides it. You don't have to go out and do anything to receive. God provides seed for the sower and bread for eating, will also provide and multiply 
your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. So the, the reaping and the sowing, what takes place here is that you sow, you give, you minister to people, you provide them out of your abundance if you have it, then good things come out of that. The blessings aren't what comes back to you because of your sowing. The blessings are what takes place in the lives of those people who are receiving what you're giving. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it really, the whole thing with giving <laughs> is that it's not about what I get out of giving, but it's it's about the heart that I have to give. And, and again, as we grow in grace, hopefully that heart ends up where it doesn't need to feel grudgingly like I'm, like I'm grudgingly giving or I'm giving out of necessity or I'm giving, you know, because someone's twisting my arm, but I'm giving because that's my heart because God has supplied uh me uh with blessings and I'm able to also then provide for other people as well. It's it's a really great thing when this whole you know, this whole body of Christ thing <laughs> kind of kind of comes together and works out. Well, anyway, Cap, uh, out of the abundance of our uh, many words on this subject, we've said a lot over the last few weeks. One more week on uh, the subject of giving, I think, and then we'll move on to other things. Uh, so stay tuned to Growing in Grace next week as we talk more about giving by God's grace right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.